Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Jam-packed show. Coming to you live from Bristol, Connecticut. I was uh, keeping the host chair warm today uh, on Daily Wager. Hopefully you tuned in at 11 a.m. 11 to noon. Was able to work with Sam Acho, who's just awesome. His uh, energy is infectious. Love working with him each and every Saturday morning. Uh, And then, of course, coming to you live from Bristol, Connecticut. Uh, But Saturdays, it's become a Mama Mimi thing, especially at 1 o'clock, appointment radio. Folks out there, love you, Mom. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm in a diner, and I just ate lunch, and I'm with the girls. Woohoo! Oh, boy. Okay, well, you you didn't tell me that this was the direction we were going today. So, all right, so we're, so our, our... what I, what did you have for lunch, Mom? I had a grilled cheese with tomato and chips. Grill? Where where are you guys? We're at what's the name of it? Lowly's Diner. Oh, okay, you're you okay? All right, all right. Grilled cheese. And we're outside. All right, all right. Fantastic. Now, do the the women that you're with do they do they watch football as much as you do? Are they as into football as much as you are? Are they big Dolphins fans like you? I'm getting a no. No, absolutely not. No. We'll be quiet. No. <laughs> Did they just say they'll be quiet? No, that's but they're so good funny. people. <laughs> well, that's important. I, I hope that that you go out to lunch on a Saturday afternoon with good people. I'm sure you do. Um, okay. All right. Well, let's dive into it before we, before we get into your picks and your plays, uh, and your analysis for week nine, can you believe it's already week nine of the NFL season? Uh, we've got to ask, I know, I know we've got to ask you about your Miami dolphins bright and early tomorrow morning, nine 30 is kickoff. They're in Germany taking on the Kansas city chiefs. How much confidence do you have in your dolphins tomorrow, mom? I don't know. I think that game is going to be even Steven. I I really think that at the end of the game, whoever's got the ball is going to win. And, you know, I'm really disappointed in Kansas City because we bet on on Patrick last week, and he had the flu. Why would they let him play if he had the flu? They don't don't have another quarterback that they could put in, and, and they lost. Um, so. I think I think I think Chad Henney, if I remember correctly, is is their backup quarterback. I could be wrong. I'm not sure. But are you are you more upset that they that they as an organization allowed him to play with the flu? Or are you more upset that the organization did not tell you he was playing with the flu? Maybe you would not have put your hard earned money on him. Yeah, they should have told everybody that he was sick. Exactly. Exactly. That's what you're. Uh, let's be honest, Mom. That's what you're more upset about. You're more upset that the organization yeah, I'm more upset that I lost. Uh, right, and the organization <laughs> did not tell you that Patrick Mahomes was puking his brains out five minutes before they had to take the field. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I know what time it is with you. Uh, now, I know that you have a huge crush on Patrick Mahomes. So, is this going to be pulling at your? Is this going to be pulling at your heartstrings tomorrow morning? Your Dolphins against your well, actually, quarter, your quarterback the crush. Game, okay, the game is not really going to be on at nine thirty because we change the clocks tomorrow well, morning. I understand, Mom, but it, it will still say nine thirty. The clocks change at like one o'clock in the morning. So, so okay. yeah, yeah, so okay. I know you're you're just you're trying to outsmart me. I, I see where you're going with this, but it's your clock is still going to say nine thirty, sweetie. So, <laughs> but but okay. you know, how are you, I mean? Because again, I I know you love Patrick Mahomes, but you love your Dolphins. Who do you love more? I love my Dolphins. I know you do. Uh, one they, last. They... Okay. Go, go, go ahead. ahead. No, what were you going to say? But they what? I, I just, I, I think they're they're doing really good. I mean, you know, it's really surprising because they were so horrible last year, and they're doing a lot better this year. Um, I have a, I have a, I have a little nugget for you if you want to share with your girlfriends at the diner. Okay. And that is, do you okay. know that the the Miami Dolphins have not beaten a team? whose record is above 500, which means a winning record, Mom, since week three of last year. Last year, not this year, last year. So what does that mean? They're the big bully in the playground that beats up on the kids that aren't as athletic. They don't, so, yeah, so I don't, I don't, I, I, I think your boyfriend wins, I think your boyfriend beats your team. That's what I think happens here this week. Okay, are we going to bet in the fourth quarter of the three points like we did last time? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. But uh, let's, we won let's... two games last week. We won two games. And if Patrick had played well in the fourth quarter, we would have won that one too. Yeah, he probably needed another IV at that point. Again, Mama Mimi joining us as she does each and every Saturday. She's at a diner with her friends taking a, a little break so she could give us her picks and her plays. All right. Um, so here's what you do like the Ravens going up against the Seattle Seahawks. The Ravens are at home. They have to lay six. So they already start the game down six to the Seattle Seahawks. The over-unders at 44. Who do you like in this game and why? Okay. I like the Ravens because first of all, they're playing at home. Right. Okay. And Lamar Jackson completes his passes under pressure. So I think I would pick the Ravens. Um, I think my choice would be 24-17. I think they're going to beat the Seahawks. Okay. So if and you're – go ahead. Have, the Seahawks have thrown five interceptions over the past three games. Geno Smith has? Huh? Who has? Geno Smith? Yes. Okay. So uh, so if, if, if that's how you're rolling, then you're saying lay the points with the Baltimore Ravens because you're saying the Ravens are going to win by a touchdown. So, so yeah. you're saying, yeah, so you're saying um, play the ball, and, and, and you like the Baltimore Ravens. And as always, I like to put together a three-leg money line parlay when we're done okay. just to see. Is that All right. the fourth quarter three points on that? <laughs> you are really hung up on this fourth quarter stuff, aren't you? Yeah, um, I like it. Okay. Uh, let's go. Let's go to the Colts, who okay. are. Let's go to the Colts, who are taking on the Carolina Panthers. Now, not sure if you're aware of this, but the head coach of the Carolina Panthers was fired by the Colts. He used to be the head coach of the Colts, so this is a revenge game. 
Indianapolis on the road in Carolina. They're favored by two. The over-under is 44. Who do you like here to win and why? Okay, I like the Colts. Uh, I like the Colts. Uh, the Panthers are not really doing, you know, that good. And uh, I think that Bryce Young, I don't know. I, you know, he's new, inexperienced. I like the Colts. I think the game is going to be close. I think it'll be 28-27. Okay, so you've got the Colts winning. I'm going to put them up on the money line, which, by the way, I'm on the opposite side here, Mom, just so you know. Um, okay. But but it's, it's, you think it's going to be by one point. One, so, so really your play here is if you're going to play the spread, you want Carolina getting the, the, the two, maybe three. But okay, I'm going to uh, be a close game. You think it's going to be a close game. Okay, last but not least, your, your third play, big game going on at 4.30. The Dallas Cowboys going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles at home, favored by three. The over-under is 47.5. A lot of people feel that Jalen Hurts is injured because of that knee. Therefore, not sure if we're going to see a lot of tush-push, whatever it is. What's your play here? Okay, I like the Eagles. Um, I like the Eagles. They're playing at home. I think the score will be 17 to 21 and I'm picking the Eagles in the third in the fourth quarter three points. <laughs> you are so hung up on this fourth quarter stuff. It's hilarious. Um so all right. So so with your so with your I I know, mom. Uh, so with your so with your handicapping um you you think that the Eagles are going to win by four points, so you're saying lay the three with the Eagles. Lay the three with the Eagles. You think they beat the Cowboys by four points if you're playing the spread. But Mommy, Mama Mimi likes the Ravens, she likes the Colts, and she likes the Eagles. If I play that in a three-leg parlay, it's plus 280. So I'm going to put $100 down on this for you, okay? And if all three yeah. of these teams win, if the Ravens win, if the Colts win, if the Eagles win outright, you win $282. Sounds good to me because I got to get my roof cleaned Tuesday. Okay, and and you can treat all the lovely women that you're having lunch with right now. You can Maybe you could treat them next week to lunch. Okay, girls, if we win, we go out to lunch on Anita. Yay. <laughs> not, I like that. Not, not, on, not on me. You will That's have one. You you will have won the money, Mom. You will have won. So it'll be on you, sweetie. Okay. Okay. I love, love you. you. Enjoy your lunch. Okay. Thank you. Bye, you... Anita. <laughs> I Again, guys, each and every week, I just, like, we don't write this script. We never know what's coming, and we can't make it up. We can't make it up. That Ray, was our best one. You think that was our best one? That was by far our best one. You think so? We had an <laughs> audience. We had an audience. Bye, Anita. Um, God bless retirement. Ravens, Colts, Eagles. That's who Mama Mimi likes to win straight up. I'm, I am I disagree with her. One of my favorite bets, actually, is the Carolina Panthers. I think Frank Wright. This is a revenge spot. Uh, they had a bye week two weeks ago. They uh, Frank gave up the play-calling duties to a legit offensive coordinator. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, their defense is just, uh, you could pass all over them. So I'm actually on the opposite side. We'll see what happens here. Anita Marks with you, 800-919-3776. When we come back, like I said, I, I want to I wanna dive in to this uh, this new NBA 
in-season tournament. I'm excited about it. Can I get you, the people, can I get you excited about it? Because Joe's like, nah, I don't know where Harvey sits. We'll find out when we get back. Let's talk some NBA. Knicks, unfortunately, lose to the Bucks. Part of this in-season tournament. We'll dive into all that next here on 98.7 ESPN. Girls, if we win, we go out to lunch on Anita. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. This uh, in-season tournament for the NBA, and, and, and I'll give you some information about it. Let's go out to our, our phone line. Steven in New Jersey. Hi. Good afternoon. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. How you doing, Anita? Fantastic. Um, I got a call about the Nick game yesterday. Mm-hmm. All right, everything was going great. It, you know, it was a sloppy game at first, mm-hmm. but now uh, RJ's been down. Jalen Brunson been picking it up, and the point I'm trying to make is we, we got to speak about Carlton. All right, and and I know you were you like who's Carlton? Carlton doesn't play for the Knicks. Julius Randle was Carlton, all right? He is a Carlton-hating-behind person. Now, basketball is all about the hot hand. If we know the hot hand is going through mm-hmm. Jalen Brunson, he had 43 at this point. We were just up one point. Granted, all right, Dame hit the three. Now we're down two points. Why are you going down the court and forcing up a shot in a double team and you had nothing going the whole game? Granted, you had 16 points and 12 rebounds. You're hustling on the rebound standpoint, get the ball out and give it to the high hand or get a better shot. Why force up a shot and then ultimately we lose? Why yep. do that? I mean, it's a great question. What I, you know, Again, Julius Randle's been struggling big time. Um, he's only averaging 13 points a game. But the usage is, is incredible. And, and I, I, like, I, like, I, don't, I don't understand that. Um, you know, one thing that, that the Knicks have been doing well is is playing good defense. Um, but, you know, especially if uh, if R.J. Barrett is out like he was yesterday, uh, you know, Julius Randle, with the amount of usage and the amount of time and minutes that he's on the court, uh, dude's got to score more than 13 points in order for this Knicks team to do well. Again, they're sitting at 2-4. and four. Uh, but I want to look big picture here, and, and, and for folks who might not even be aware of what's going on in the NBA, the NBA have, has, they're, they have, they're rolling out this in-season tournament. This is one of the biggest things, and, and folks inside the NBA offices have communicated this to, to us here at ESPN. This is one of the biggest things that the NBA has done in, in, over, in almost 20 years. Okay? So it tipped off yesterday. Um, 
now you've got and, and this is how it's going to work. All 30 teams have been randomly drawn into groups of five within their conference based on the win-loss record from last year. Okay? Each team will play four designated group play games, one game against each opponent in its group, with two games at home and two games on the road. The game the, the game play will take our group play games will take place on Tuesdays and Fridays in November. So we had our first one yesterday, which was Friday. Our next one coming up is Tuesday, except for Election Day on Tuesday, November 7th. Okay. Um, on these quote unquote tournament nights, the only NBA game scheduled will be group play games. Now, you will be able to recognize group play because they're wearing special uniforms. And if you did stay up to watch the Denver Nuggets uh, dominate the Dallas Mavericks last night, uh, you will notice that they are using different courts. And a lot of the courts are colored. So um, the Denver Nuggets, their court was like this this electric blue last night, which I I know it's it's not um, uh, really throws a lot of people off. Some people don't like it. I like it. But the reason that they're doing this is so that you as an NBA fan can know like, oh, this is an in-season tournament play game, right? So that's why different uniforms and a different court that you're going to see them play on. So let's start in the East. In the East, Group A is Philadelphia, Cleveland, Atlanta, Indiana, and Detroit. Um, I like Philadelphia coming out of this. Like I said, I I, I thought the 76ers were going to take a step back without Harden, but that is not the case. Nick Nurse, new head coach. I think they're really feeling the system and the scheme that they're that that uh, Embiid and Maxi are playing in. But also, I think Cleveland could be a sneaky good. Now, now I'm sorry. I I need to go one step further. One team from Group A, the best team out of Group A, the best team out of Group B, the best team out of Group C, all advance to the semifinals the next round. But there's also one wild card that comes out of the entire East. Okay, and I think Cleveland could be so I have Philadelphia winning the East Group A, but I have the Cavs potentially, potentially um, making some noise as a wild card in the East. This is where the Knicks are in Group B. They take on Milwaukee, the Miami Heat, Washington and Charlotte. Now, again, the the Knicks, they lost to Milwaukee, so they're already 0-1 in this group. And Milwaukee's already 1-0. Prior to the Knicks losing, um, I liked Milwaukee coming out of this group. Now, it's been topsy-turvy for the Bucs. Some games, they've been blown out. Some games, I just think it's taking a minute for Lillard and Giannis to gel. But we saw, again, Knicks played solid defense, 110 points, solid defense against them. uh, But Lillard really went off. I think think this is all about Lillard kind of coming into his own and, and finding that ebb and flow to playing with Giannis, okay? So I have the Bucks coming out of Group B, but don't sleep on Miami. I know Miami has not had a good start to the season, but also this is a really interesting tournament because, um, you know, there's going to be teams and players and coaches that are going to be taking this tournament a lot more seriously than others. And knowing Eric Sprolstra like I do and knowing the Miami Heat and Pat Riley like I do, I think they're going to take this more seriously than the next guy. So I think the Miami Heat could be a sneaky good play 
for a team that will come out of the East as a wild card. Last but not least, it's the easiest group and out of the East, and that is Group C. And I think Boston comes out of this group. It's Boston, it's Brooklyn, Toronto, Chicago, and Orlando. Okay? So I think Boston wins this group easily. Um, and I don't could, – could Orlando be a sneaky good play? Possibly. Possibly. So that's the East. Looking at the West, Group A, Memphis, Phoenix, the Lakers, Utah, and Portland. I think this comes down to Phoenix and the Lakers. Memphis, too many injuries already at the start of the season. And I'm leaning towards the Lakers here. Phoenix have not found their way. And they certainly haven't found their way against the Spurs and Wemby. That's for sure. So I've got – I wouldn't be surprised if, if it's Phoenix and, 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 Be, and uh, Beal is not, has not been healthy as well. Uh, Booker, they just got back two games ago. But I like the Lakers coming out of the West Group A. West Group B, you've got Denver, the Clippers, the Pelicans, Dallas, and Houston. The Denver Nuggets um, just dominated Dallas last night. If you stayed up late and watched that game. Hands down, I got Denver coming out of this group. But I think the Pelicans can be a sneaky good play as a wild card here. Okay? And then last but not least, in the West... Group C, you've got Sacramento, the Golden State Warriors, Minnesota, Oklahoma City, and San Antonio. I've got the Golden State Warriors coming out of this Group C, out of the West, but don't sleep on Sacramento. Again, I think Sacramento could be one of those teams that are going to be really taking this tournament seriously and could compete and contend as a wild card. So the West, a lot more competitive than the East. So this is how it plays out. Now, what happens? The semifinals. Start Thursday, December 7th on ESPN and TNT. The championship, Saturday, December 9th on ABC at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. This takes place in Las Vegas. So, it's a really big deal. Tuesdays and Fridays are going to be different for all you NBA freaks out there. Uniforms are going to be different. Courts are going to be different. Play's going to be different. Um, I don't think we're going to see much load management on these nights that this in-season tournament groups are going to be playing. So keep that in mind. Um, And, oh, oh, I've saved the best for last. Players who win the championship get $500,000 each, half a million dollars each for each player who's on the championship team. Uh, Second place, players get $200,000 each. Third place, $100,000 each. And fourth place, $50,000 each. So, you know, money, money, bragging rights. This is the inaugural year that this is going to happen. And this is really, really important to the NBA. Really, like, one of the most important things uh, that they've conjured, that they've put together in, in the past 20 years. Also, you'll be able to wager on there'll be an MVP player in the in-season tournament as well. And um, so a, a lot going on here. But by the way, a lot, a lot of ver- a variety of ways that you can wager on this in, uh, in-season tournament as well, which, of course, I love. Uh, I, again, my favorite two plays, Boston coming out of their Group C, and I do have the Denver Nuggets winning this whole damn thing uh, because until somebody knocks them off the mountain – uh, I, I just I think this Denver Nuggets team is is just too good for school. 
So I love it. I love it. Now, now, Joe, tell me the reasons why you don't like this. What what about this you don't like? Pretty much everything. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty much against this wholeheartedly. Number one, I think majority of the courts are vomit-inducing. Number two, I don't, I don't see the benefit of the extra travel where you, you have to play the championship game in Vegas. Further with that, what kind of incentive is that giving to the fans of the team that is going far in this tournament that they can't even travel to their home arena to watch their team in the championship game? I think for the teams that have veterans on it, it gives them no incentive because you look at a team like Milwaukee, whose top two players are getting north of $50 million a year, What's an extra half a million to them? I think this is a clear money grab by the NBA just to bolster their television revenue from not only us but from Turner as well next year. And I think this will flop uh, epically and will be largely looked at like the Pro Bowl in the NFL, and it will be mocked. Also, when... When this is all said and done, in the middle of December, when do we celebrate it? How do we celebrate it? There's still half of a season to be played after that. Who's going to care? Are people actually going to get paid off of the all-tournament team, off of the tournament MVP? Why, as an NBA fan, should I give a damn about this when – the season at large is basically a wash. We know that the real season starts with the playoffs. So is this just trying to but like have teams not load management load manage their guys? And if I was a team like Denver, like Boston, like Philadelphia or the Lakers, I would only sit my guys during those games because I wouldn't want to risk having, like, a Jason Tatum have a season-ending injury in the championship game of the in-season tournament in an unnecessary 83rd game. And and you probably wouldn't have a job in the NBA because, like I said, Joe, this is really, really important for the for, for the league it, office. It's important for their television revenue. That that That's cut and dry what it is. This is a money grab. That's all this is. I, I think it's I think it's more than that, and and I respect your opinion as always, Joe. Um, and and obviously, you know, money moves the needle, and and, and is a big reason why you know uh, corporations make decisions like this one. Uh, but I I, I like it. I, I just I think it adds more motivation, more competitiveness within the season. I, I don't look at it as I I don't look at it as. An all-star game. I, I think this is. I think the way that this is all this is being played out is is much different, and I think will be much more entertaining. If you're I a younger like- team, I I, I actually kind of like it. Like if you're a Detroit or a New Orleans, I get it because those guys are on rookie deals, and you want to. Plus, it gives you a platform that you wouldn't have. But for the actual title contenders, why why should they care? Food for thought. What say you? 800-919-3776. Joe and I are on opposite spectrums here. 
You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome back, 98.7 ESPN. The music only means one thing. Cynthia Freeland is in the house. You can see her all over the NFL network. She crushes it each and every day. And we are blessed to have her here on 98.7 ESPN every single week. So, Cynthia, let's dive into it bright and early. I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping the host chair warm up here in Bristol, Connecticut. I'm, I'm hosting Daily Wager. And as I said in the show open today, fry up your schnitzel bright and early. <laughs> Germany, baby. We've got Kansas City going up against Miami. Kansas City favored. Minus two. The over-under is 50. I like Kansas City here. The Miami Dolphins just do not beat good teams. Um, I'm curious, what side are you on here? How are you playing this one? I'm with you completely. It's funny because Mike McDaniel and his presser on Friday said the same thing, saying, you know, if we don't win, we can't beat good teams. If we do win, we're going to the Super Bowl. And I actually think like kind of both could be true, right? They need to be able to beat good teams, but they also do have the potential to make it to the Super Bowl. They just need to shore some things up first. But I don't think it happens against Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs offense that even though it doesn't look like the type of offense we're used to, the complementary aspect between them and the defense has actually played really well. Okay, I get the asterisks from last week from the Broncos, but five turnovers is hard to co- overcome no matter who you are. Um, did you hear Travis Kelsey's comments this week where the, I, I guess the media is asking him if, if Taylor is going to attend the game in Germany? And he's, and, and he's like, yeah. He says, whenever I let them know, apparently in Vegas, my prop bet total goes up because – when Taylor's at the game, he's averaging 100 yards a game. When she's not, he's <laughs> averaging 80. So I thought it was funny that he referenced that. Um, interesting to see if she will be in attendance, right? <laughs> I mean, the good news is is Travis Kelsey's good whether or not Taylor Swift is in the audience. She, everyone's going to be okay. But I do think that <laughs> Jalen Ramsey might come down and shadow him. So it would be better if he didn't see a lot of Jalen Ramsey. I think that has more to do with it than Taylor Swift. However, we can have fun with it. And sure, let's hope Taylor Swift is there for all Travis Kelsey management, fantasy managers. So so very interesting. Again, I mentioned this on Daily Wager today as well. I think a must bet that you have to place is Tyree Kill anytime touchdown, right? Number one, he's going up against his former team. And you know Mike McDaniel is, is going to try to <laughs> – is going to try to orchestrate that, don't you think? I definitely think that, you know, we talk about do teams hold back specific plays for specific opponents? And I think in the case of the Chiefs and the the, the Tyreek Hill Dolphins, that is the case. I'm sure that Mike McDaniel has had a play in mind since probably acquiring Tyreek Hill mm-hmm. that is specifically designed just to be the, the Chiefs beater motion for you know we've seen we've seen Tyreek Hill line up in so many different places this season I mean he even played like I see him catch screen passes now that was never a part of his arsenal before so if that can be the case so too can be the case that we see Tyreek Hill like have something like something weird we've never seen before that's what I expect to see again Cynthia Freeland joining us here on 98.7 ESPN Uh, what I love about this week's slate is that we have a good game if not a great game at every level, right? So again, bright and early, 9.30 a.m. Eastern time, Kansas City, Miami. One o'clock, Seattle at the Baltimore Ravens. Listen, I said before the season started, I think Seattle's going to win the division. They have played well. The Ravens have played well. I think they both very well can win their divisions. 
The Ravens at home, favored by six. The over-under is 44. I like Seattle here. I think Seattle keeps it close. I also think this is a good spot to use Seattle in a teaser to tease them up to plus 12. What say you? I'm I'm completely aligned with you. I do have Baltimore with a two-point win, which means I'm on the side of the Seahawks. I actually think the Seahawks could pull this one off. Had I seen a little bit better red zone efficiency over the past few games, I would feel a little bit better about this. But that opening and closing drive last week against the Browns really showed me something about the Seahawks and who they can be. They just need to get a little healthier at the guard position before I put them all the way up into being who they're going to be for this season, right? I think they're still sort of forming. But I'm interestingly enough for me, this one, this could be a potential Super Bowl matchup. When I run my models for what the Super Bowl could be as of right now, the third one, two, three, third most common or third most likely output for the Super Bowl. So kind of keep that in mind as you're looking at this game and trying to figure out like does Shane Baldwin and this Geno Smith-led offense have the advantage or is it Mike McDonald, uh, Mc, McDonald who has this defense just absolutely humming? I like it. Um, again, the 4:30 slate. You've got the Dallas Cowboys going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys road dogs getting three. The Eagles minus three. Here's the thing, Cynthia. I feel like all week long we've been hearing Jalen Hurts injured. Jalen Hurts injured his knee. This that <laughs> the tush push the the, the brotherly shove. It's, <laughs> but but he's not listed on the injury report, Cynthia. Jalen Hurts is not listed I, on the Eagles injury report. <laughs> Um, what, what gives here? How, how would you, how would you, I I like the over here, by the way, at it's sitting at 47, but how would you play this? Yep. I think a lot of points are going to be scored in this game for two reasons. Number one, I definitely think that the Eagles did a good job acquiring Kevin Bayard to shore up the, the safety position. They have some weaknesses at the safety position, and that is a huge plus for them. But here's the thing. CD Lamb, he now lines up not just in the slot, but he also lines up outside. So I think that's a, a really good sign for points for the Cowboys. And on the other side, Jalen Hurts, I, I understand, like, maybe earlier in the season he was injured. I get it. Well, totally understood. But this game has some special importance for everyone involved. And if you look at this defense, meaning the Cowboys defense, they're not great against the run. So it doesn't even necessarily need to be Jalen Hurts running with him, you know, his own legs. It can be running plays, setting them up for third and any sort of down and distance left, two, three. But really – that run defense, along with the fact that they play a ton of man defense, and you know who the, has the most yards against man is A.J. Brown. He has 432 yards against man. That is just not a good recipe for slowing them down. Um, last but not least, the Sunday evening game. Cincinnati, boy, they've, been look, they've looked good the last three games. Now that, of course, uh, Joe Burrow's calf is A-OK. They're favored by two against Buffalo. Can't wait to watch this one. The over-under is 50 and a half. I'm on the Cats here. Where are you? I'm on the Bills, but I do think a lot of points. I think 50 and a half isn't enough points in this matchup. I think there's going to be more. Josh Allen, I know we talk about Josh Allen a lot or turnovers that are untimely but he's been the most efficient passer according to epa in the red area this whole season so when you're looking at where he's been successful the red area which is where the touchdowns are typically scored 
that is where he is best. And I also think that they did just enough of this defense at the trade deadline by trading for Rasul Douglas and also by adding Linval Joseph to kind of help address some of the areas that they lost due to injury earlier this season in Tredavious White. You're not replacing Matt Milano, but you do have Linval Joseph in there for Daquan Jones to help with this. Doesn't make it perfect, but it helps and it helps just enough to kind of get them in position where the pressures are going to be able to get to Joe Burrow, regardless of the calf. I have just a one point win for the Bills in an upset. All right. Uh, real quick before we let you go. And, and of course, we've got to talk fantasy before we let you go as well. Let's talk Giants and Jets. The Giants in Las Vegas taking on the Raiders. The Raiders, they fire everyone. They bench Jimmy Garoppolo. They're still favored by one and a half against the Giants. <laughs> Cynthia, what gives? I, I mean, there is a actual like thing that happens when you fire a coach where you get like a, a little bit of a push for a while. You get like one or two games where it's a little bit better. But the reality is, is I don't trust Aiden O'Connell in this game. It's it's you know, he didn't have the type of like his if you watch his Purdue film, but then you watch what he what I'm going to say didn't get from this past regime. I don't think that's enough to overcome the Giants, especially now with Saquon looking good. The Giants looked a lot better last week and their defense is playing better as well. So I think the Giants win this one. I, I it's kind of weird because like all Giants fans love Antonio Pierce, but not this week. They don't. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Jets Monday night against the Chargers. They're hosting Justin Herbert. You know him well. You work right across the street for where he plays. Uh, the Jets plus three and a half home dogs. The over under is at 40. What do you say here? Home dogs win. I think that the Jets take this one. I have a one-point win forecast for them. Not exactly a high-scoring game, something like 22-20, I think is where my model is. But I'm looking at the Jets, and I'm looking at the weaknesses in the Chargers' defense, and I think that Nathaniel Hackett and company can sort this out, especially after watching Zach Wilson last week, who had his best performance under pressure as a professional. So things are looking good. Look at those defenders. You got this pass defense for the Chargers, which is a sieve. You've got Garrett Wilson that's able to, he's able to exploit good defenses, let alone ones that have some areas that aren't as great. And then if Brees Hall and the ball control, this has been a, since Brandon Staley took over for the Chargers, not stopping the run has been like, let's just put it on repeat, repeat. The Chargers can't stop the run. We got it. But Brees Hall will be able to exploit that. I do think that, you know, obviously the Jets defense is the reason that I'm tipped over the top in this one. We got, you know, Quincy Williams. Stopping Austin Eckler is going to be the one matchup in this one that I think is that is the whole game right there. Um, before we let you go, as always, we like to talk fantasy football, getting folks ready for their week nine matchup. And we like to start with the quarterbacks. A ton of rookie quarterbacks, Cynthia, that are going to be starting yes. this week. It's really, it's really unbelievable, right? Clayton Toon, uh, Tyson Bagent. Uh, Jaron Hall. I don't even know who Jaron Hall is. Of course, we saw Will Levis start <laughs> Tennessee against Pittsburgh, Aiden O'Connell. The list goes on and on. Um, so slim pickings to say the least this week with fantasy quarterbacks. Who were you eyeing? I mean, I know that everyone's going to think I'm crazy for saying this because he hasn't looked great all season long, but this might be the situation where you kind of say a little prayer and take Daniel Jones against the Raiders secondary that still has a lot of question marks. They've got everyone on the injury report. Even Max Crosby was on the injury report. I know we don't like playing against Antonio Pierce, but like, this is a good situation. I, again, I don't love it, 
but I would actually, I'd sooner take, like, if I'm going to stream a quarterback, I'm going to stream Gardner Minshew, stay away from all those rookies. Or then if I really get desperate, Daniel Jones. Okay. Uh, Running backs. Love me some Jonathan Taylor this week against Carolina. Hard to pass on them. Easy to run on them. And also, I I think we're seeing the changing of the guard. Last week, don't forget, you threw out Singletary. Uh, I think we're seeing changing of the guard with with a lot of running backs in the backfield in regard to their usage. What are some of the running backs you like this week? Yeah, I mean, well, if we're going big name, a guy who did miss three games earlier this season was Alvin Kamara. He's going to have a monstrous game against the Bears. You saw what the Chargers were able to do against him. I think that that is what or the Chargers were able to do, uh, you know, last week against the Bears. This is what Alvin Kamara will be able to do against them as well. I'm also thinking that, you know, again, not trying to to get cute uh, about figuring out which of the Ravens running backs is the best. Just take Gus Edwards and be happy with it, even though Lamar Jackson sometimes steals some of his rushing yards or sometimes they like throw into Justice Hill or something crazy happens. But I think that one is good too for a guy that's a bit more achievable in terms of available more places. Um, Wide receivers, who are you looking at this week as well? I think that a little Jackson Smith and Jigba, we saw him be really mm. clutch at the end of the last game and the Ravens secondary. Look, Ravens have had the most sacks. We get it. They're good up front, but there are some areas that are exploitable and this offense is super multiple and Shane Waldron knows what he's doing there. So I think the Seahawks have a nice opportunity there. And then I'm, I'm not going to like, look, all of those rookie quarterbacks make me very leery of playing any of their pass catchers. So I'm kind of giving an upgrade to a guy. I keep coming back, but Josh Downs out there against the Panthers, the Panthers defense, like they, they've got some weaknesses. So I think Josh Downs and Gardner Minshew, like that could be a good combination if you're looking for someone available. Obviously right. some of the big name guys you're still going to play. Yeah, obviously. And last but not least, listen, no Darren Waller this week against his former team. So folks might be out there uh, looking at the waiver wire saying, please, Cynthia, help me, help me. What tight end should I play this week? Who who do you, you want to get? Give, give yeah. us like a deep sleeper if you got one. Well, I got two that one's not so deep and the other one is. And they all reside in the NFC East. Number one, you want to go get Fergie, Jake Ferguson against that is an area where that part of the defense is a a good option. They surrender that part of the defense on Philadelphia to where where Jake Ferguson would line up. And they've been very nice to opposing tight ends in terms of fantasy points. So Jake Ferguson's one name that you want to look at. And then Logan Thomas. I understand Washington made a lot of sweeping changes, you know, getting rid of some of the pieces of their defense, which means they're probably going to have to throw the ball more, which means that without Curtis Samuel, you're going to want to take Logan Thomas. You rock as always, my friend. We're so appreciative to have you on. Um, Make sure you watch Cynthia Freeland all over the NFL Network, especially on Sundays, getting you ready for week nine. But we get her first uh, right here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, Enjoy week nine, my friend. Thank you. It's such a good one. Like the whole time, like I even thought that Thursday was good. So we're, we're, this is a really strong week. I'm with you. (laughs) Stay tuned. Still a lot more coming your way right here on 98.7 ESPN.